Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And here's what's on tap for this Ask Dr. Jesse hour. We're going to talk about creating entertainment, creating art. Why do people like Vladimir Putin, others, conquerors in the past, why do they... Why do they invade? What's the mentality behind that? How did federal law enforcement get consumed by communists? And so much more. Let's dig into this one. We just had a uh, somebody who was angry at DeSantis supporters. This guy's angry at Trump. Let's dig into this. Bandito, you're obviously correct that the right consistently votes for swamp eunuchs in the primary, if they even vote at all. But just as consistently, Trump endorses them and kneecaps the challengers. If the voters are to be held for their single votes, shouldn't Trump be similarly responsible? Not to bash him. If he faces accountability, he would stop. But as you say about other politicians, he doesn't fear accountability from his base. I love the show. Okay. All right. Now, now, let's talk. First, 
when it comes to Trump and his endorsements. Trump makes terrible personnel decisions. Even his most hardcore supporters know that. I didn't offend a single Trump fan when I just said that because they already know that. If that offends you, honestly, you're just a moron. It, he makes terrible personnel decisions. Omarosa in the White House. Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. Okay, but let's, let's get past that. He makes horrible decisions on who to hire. Why, though? Why? Well, there's a, there's a lot behind this. Some is understandable. Some looks really bad. There are two main reasons Trump does this, makes horrible personnel decisions. One, when you are major rich and major famous, I've never been either and won't ever be, but when you are a billionaire Donald Trump international guy, here's what these guys all talk about, all of them, whether it's actors, billionaires, all of them. They all talk about how they can't trust anyone in their lives. Because of who they are, because of the power they have, because of the money they have, everybody, long before he even got into office, everyone he interacts with wants something from him. You don't know if you ever have a genuine relationship or a genuine friendship because everyone seems like they either want something or you're thinking at least that you suspect they might want something. It makes having people around you who you trust, it's rare and you value it. It's a huge reason why he brought Ivanka with him. And that is part of what hurt his first run. Ivanka came with her husband, Jared. Jared, Jared Kushner is a card-carrying Democrat who we now know, courtesy of Peter Navarro, who I love. He was part of Trump's circle. Now he's going to prison for four months for ridiculous stuff. Anyway, he wrote in his book, Jared Kushner ruined everything. He pulled Trump to the left on every issue. Why would Trump bring him in? Trump doesn't trust anyone outside a family. So that's the understandable part of why his personnel decisions are awful. The less understandable part is this. Trump likes people who are nice to him. Doesn't matter where they stand on the issues. Doesn't matter if they're conservative or middle or moderate. None of those things are ever taken into consideration at all. If you say things that are nice to him, he likes you. If you say things he dislikes, he hates you. That's a dangerous thing for a leader to have because what it ends up is you end up having people in your circle who know they just have to kiss your butt enough to get inside of your circle. Uh, yes, Trump endorses horrendous people in the primary. He endorsed Dr. Oz because he saw him on TV. I mean, what? It's awful. Now, the primary voter, the GOP primary voter, that doesn't mean you have to go out and support who Trump supports just because you support Trump. But this goes back, the root of this problem honestly goes back to what I've been talking about a lot. This is why I despise the savior complex on the right. I understand why people do it. It simplifies things. What it does when you have a symbol, when a human being becomes a symbol, it simplifies things for you. I don't have to sit and stress about this issue or this primary or this or that. Why? Because I have this symbol, Trump. He's my one-stop shop for everything. Uh, who do you support in this? Who's Trump support? What do you have to say about this? What's Trump say? 
Well, do you like this guy or not? Does Trump like him? It becomes your one stop. I have my normie neighbors, all Republican. All of them are this way when it comes to Trump. If we bring up any issue, we won't even be talking about it, anything. Eventually, one of them, if not more, one of them will come up and say, we'll get Trump in there. He'll fix it. They don't even know where Trump stands on that issue. But for them, he's become the silver bullet for all of these things. I don't know what you want me to say beyond that. That's just the honest truth. Uh, he did make horrible personnel decisions. He still makes horrible personnel decisions. He's going to be the nominee. So now we have to hope and pray we can overcome that and get some things done. We have to hope we can overcome it and get things done. That's the way it is now. I don't know what you want me to say. And again, I want to make sure I remind everybody, if that offended you in any way, for any reason, I don't care. You can email me and tell me, and I still won't care. But that's fine. You can email me, love, hate, death threats, how offended you are, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Just have to find a way to get through it. Just have to find a way to get through it. And listen, uh, the fact that the primary ended up being a blowout, I don't know that that was a net positive. If you're a huge Trump fan, you think it was. I don't know that it was a huge positive like you think it was. The race never got close enough to force Trump into a campaign shakeup. Okay, you're fired. This campaign manager's fired. This policy guy's fired. It's too. It never got close enough to threaten. So there were no changes made. Is what it is. Jesse, what are your thoughts about the recent rap song featuring Ben Shapiro? I feel like we're taking the wrong approach. It was hard to listen to, so on and so forth. Okay, all right. Um, says I can say his name. His name is Brian. All right. I actually did see the rap song. Now, maybe you're not aware of, of these things. I assume you are, but if you're not, Daily Wire is a huge conservative publication. Not only are they a, an online you know, hub for articles and things. They now make movies. They're always out there making counter products to the left's products. That's who Daily Wire is. Uh, ben Shapiro is obviously one of the big cheeses over there. Big talk show host. Ben Shapiro doesn't. You don't need me to introduce Ben Shapiro to you. They have all kinds of people over there. No, Michael Knowles, Matt, uh, Matt Walsh, all kinds of people. Now, I need to disclose something about me and Daily Wire before I go forward. I have no association with daily wire whatsoever none zero zip zilch i am friends with some people over there like walsh and Knowles and others but i don't personally know ben shapiro don't know any of these guys i'm not involved in this company so i'm not involved in any of this at all so this is my thoughts that rap song that they put out was it awful Oh my gosh, it was one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. I, I heard it, and honestly, I, I gave serious thought to just having my eardrums surgically removed to make sure I never had to hear the song again. That said, I'm thrilled they did it, and I hope they do more. And this is why. Art, I'm not an artist. I'm not a creative person. You might be. I'm not. But I know this. Art is very, very, very subjective. And oftentimes... Even great artists. I mean, who are great artists out there? I know the Ninja Turtles because I used to love the Ninja Turtles. What, Chris? Leonardo and Michelangelo and Donatello and Raphael. 
they made a lot of crappy art too. Mozart made a lot of bad music. The fact that we are making art, it does matter. Entertainment, Hollywood does matter. I know that sucks. I wish it didn't. It does. Entertainment in a society helps promote the society's values. It helps push the society's values out onto the society. Romans, the Greeks, they had plays. A tiny village here will have a dance or something. Art, the creation of art, it actually is one of the critical societal pillars. And I'm not an artist, so I can't get involved in this. But art matters a lot. If we're starting to create art, movies and music and whatnot, that's a great thing. Is some of it going to suck, at least to my ears? Of course it's going to suck. It's still a great thing that people are doing it. And I say that, again, as someone not associated with that company at all. Very happy with I, where I am. I don't have any desire to go anywhere else. I'm, I'm fine. I like that they're creating art, even bad art. We need to create more of it, more books, comic books, movies, music. It's a good thing. We have to be involved in art. We can't cede that ground to the dirty communists. You know, I used to watch movies when I was a kid. Whenever my dad would watch movies with me, we would always watch John Wayne movies. That's kind of what we watched. That mattered. The good guy fighting the bad guy. Right versus wrong. Those values were pushed onto society. Well, you see the values we push now. And again, the corporate world... We have to create. We have to create our own. And we have to remember, we have to starve them of money. As much as humanly possible, we have to starve the corporate world of money. That is a huge part of why I tell you about Pure Talk all the time. Because the cell phone, the cell phone's one of the easiest ways you can do it. Especially now that Pure Talk's there. Before, if you wanted to starve Verizon of your money, which is good, you had to have some Keystone Cop cell phone company. You didn't get good service, every, a new crappy phone. What is this, a, a styrofoam cup? No more. Pure Talk, you keep your phone or get a brand new smartphone, whatever. You keep your number. Same 5G network. You pay half of what you're paying now. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. It's the ultimate way to screw these evil cell phone companies out of your money and give a company that you love. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. All right, one more before we get back to all the rest of the Ask Dr. Jesse questions. One last little Trump question here. Jesse, given the known hatred for Trump, won't the increase as he gets closer? You think he's packing heat and sporting Kevlar at these events? Has your chance on or has your stance on his uh, chances of winning changed? Uh, okay, well, actually, yes. I I think his chances are better now than I thought they were before. And let me clarify why. This uh, Fannie Willis thing in Georgia, that's a good thing for us. Obviously, nobody knew that was coming. And when I say this Fannie Willis thing, this Georgia case was a big, big reason why I thought Trump, and I still suspect, but I thought Trump was going to go to prison before the election, and here's why. 
Obviously, it's ridiculous charges, RICO charges. It's the most absurd stuff in the world. But Georgia, remember, these are not these are not federal charges he's facing there. They're state charges, and Georgia has a thing where during the appeals process, you don't get to do your appeals process from home or Mar-a-Lago. You're convicted, boom, that day, gone, prison. Oh, you can do your appeal, that's fine, but no matter who you are, you go to prison. If a jury brings back a guilty verdict on Donald Trump in Georgia, he goes to prison. Maybe he wins an appeal, maybe maybe whatever, he goes to prison. The good news, what is giving me some hope that that may not happen, is Fannie Willis is embroiled in a scandal of her own making. She has spent, now the more we dig into this, the worse it looks for her, which is better for the country. She spent $600,000 in taxpayer money on somebody she was having an affair with. Uh, that's big boy trouble. Big boy trouble. And the fact that her career may be blowing up might end up blowing up the Trump Georgia case and what that might do between that and the Supreme Court muddying up things a little it might delay a trial conviction until after the election if the Atlanta one look I'm look I'm trying to be as generous and hopeful as possible here it might blow this case up and push this out and it, it gives us a ray of hope where we did not have one before her getting stuck in a scandal is a good thing for us. I'll just put it to you that it's a good thing because that Georgia trial was kind of the one everyone was dismissing. Everyone talks about New York City because it's New York City. It's the most important city in the world. Everyone was focusing on D.C. because everyone knows those dirty, evil commies are going to convict him. Georgia was always kind of like the side trial people weren't focusing on, but the legal people I talked to told me that's where his real, real, real danger is because, you, again, you get convicted there. Do not pa- pass go. Do not collect $200. It's Georgia State Prison, pal. Goodbye while you appeal. If that case gets blown up, that's a good thing. All right, now that's enough of that garbage. Dear Stretch, how did the federal law enforcement get infiltrated with so many commies? It seems like local law enforcement is predominantly right-leaning, at least in my area. Well... The reason local law enforcement is right-leaning in your... And by the way, that's, that's, very, that's very common. Local law enforcement, rural law enforcement, red area law enforcement, leaning right. I can't count how many small-town cops and state troopers in Oklahoma and whatnot listen to the show. They email the show. Hardcore anti-communists. So that's right about local law enforcement, federal law enforcement. How did they get infiltrated? Well, leadership matters. Everything bleeds down from the top. The reason a lot of the big city law enforcement agencies have gone to absolute crap is they have commies who get put into place in positions of leadership and then leadership directs their underlings in certain directions. Lots of the sheep will just follow orders. Many of the great ones will retire or they'll quit. They'll move to a different department. And what you have is a big city 
department full of a bunch of sheep and scumbags and they end up bad. Now that leads us to the federal law enforcement agencies. Look, it's not like the FBI has ever been this wonderful organization, ever. From its earliest days, they were collecting info for blackmail on congressmen and senators. This is famous. J. Edgar Hoover famously did all this. The FBI has sucked for a long time. Do I need to remind everybody that the FBI told Randy Weaver to cut off, a, a saw off a shotgun to an illegal length? And he wouldn't do it. He saw saw just enough off to make it legal. They came back to him and said, no, 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 saw more. And he sawed more off. And after that, they gunned down his wife, his son, and his dog, and nobody went to prison. The FBI has sucked for a very long time. Now, how is it they got as bad as they've gotten now? Well, we'll talk about that next. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, reminding you you can email the show during the show. We're live. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All kinds of questions still to get to. This guy's asking how did the federal law enforcement get infiltrated with so many commies? Well, Here's, here's kind of how the political system has worked in the country, kind of the, the political trajectory in the country. For the longest time in America, Democrats and Republicans, yes, they saw things differently. Oftentimes they saw things extremely differently. But underneath it all, there was either a love of country or in the very least they understood they couldn't actively harm the country you know uh bill clinton's a great example of this yes bill clinton did some really bad things for america when it comes to china and otherwise i'm not i'm not a bill clinton fan i'm not defending bill clinton you would never ever ever in a million years hear bill clinton get up and say hey this amendment isn't even absolute we'll take away your free speech rights that's That would never have happened in a million years back then. Now, that is a standard talking point for Democrats. This is going to come back to law enforcement. Just stay with me. So when it comes to the people we've filled up our government with in the federal bureaucracy, whether that be FBI, the State Department's a big one, NSA, CIA, it used to be, whether it was a Republican or a Democrat, You're getting into office. You're going to choose leadership in this department or that department. We'll make it about the FBI for now. Well, a Democrat might choose a Democrat, but a Democrat president also, they might choose kind of a moderate Republican. The position, after all, is not going to be that political. I mean, we want the FBI to kind of go after uh, uh, mob bosses and terrorists. That was kind of the thinking for the longest time. So it really doesn't matter. You would have a you would have a Bill Clinton might pick a Republican to kind of sit there and and then George Bush would get in and maybe he would pick out of a moderate Democrat because again we're just going after mobsters and terrorists, so it's no big deal. And then Barack Obama came. Again, so much of where we are as a country can be traced back to that moment. And I know, I know. 
there are a million moments before there where you can point out as, hey, that was the fork in the road. But prior to Barack Obama, we've had many Republican presidents, many Democrat presidents, many, 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 many. We never, ever, at least in my recollection, even with presidents I hate, like Wilson and FDR, we never had a president who had a genuine hate on for the country. We just didn't. Now, you can say we had presidents who weren't patriotic or, patri- or presidents who violated the Constitution, or you could even say we had presidents who, who weren't mindful of America. Now, all that stuff is very, very fair. All that, it's one thing to passively not really care about the country when you're president. It's another thing entirely to view your role as president as a subversive role to bring the country to its knees. And people who aren't politicos, they don't understand how really outstanding at this Obama was. Once Obama got put in office, when he had to pick generals, admirals, FBI directors, whoever it may be, he set aside all those old notions of, hey, who cares, Republican, Democrat, we're, we're just going after mobsters. All that went away. No, 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 no. Now you have somebody who really hates this place. His wife hates this place. He was nurtured by people who hate this place. People who uh, people know people know now who Bill Ayers is. I talk about him in my book, uh, The Anti-Communist Manifesto, which can be purchased at jessekellybook.com. But seriously, there's a million books on Bill Ayers. Bill Ayers is a weather underground terrorist. Barack Obama came up under Bill Ayers. Barack Obama, one of his main mentors in life was Frank Marshall Davis. Go look up who Frank Marshall Davis was, a committed America-hating communist. Barack Obama's pastor. Barack Obama hates this country. And when he got elected, he wasn't passive about who his generals were or who his director was. He was aggressive because he was a truly committed communist. He filled up this country, the bureaucracy, the military, all of them. He purposely filled it up with people who hate the country like he did. He was no longer grabbing the standard kind of Republican loser or standard Democrat loser. He went to the beating heart of communism in America, America's university system, and he began plucking people out of America's university system and putting them in positions of power in this government where they would then try to wreck the country the way he did. So much of what we see now is because of Barack Obama and how he filled this government up with people who despise us. Now, you can go down the list, whether it's a DOJ, NSA, honestly, the parks, pick the Department of the Interior, you pick it. Whenever there was an opening, boom, filled it with a commie. If there wasn't an opening, but you could potentially have one, push this guy out. Fill him with the commie. He had his people, when he got elected, he had his people go down the list of our, of our brass and the military, of generals and admirals. And, you know, generals and admirals, they're people, they're powerful people. They oftentimes have opinions, public opinions. They don't, they're not generally shy. 
you kind of know who his people are and who his people aren't. If Barack Obama's people even sniffed a little Republican on you as a general or admiral, boom, gone. No time for that. Found his loyalists, made sure they ran the military. Now you have child drag shows on military bases. Now you can go look it up. You can go look up from the Marine Corps to the Air Force to the Navy to the Army. You can go look up pride ads. Chris, dig up for me that Army ad. The Army ad where at the beginning she's bragging about it. It's probably in your files as woke Army ad or something like that. You want to know? Do you want to know how you have an army that would produce and publish an ad like this? Barack Hussein Obama. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot missile defense systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. Oh gosh, turn it off. Turn, just turn it off. You got it. I, I got it. We all got it. How could, how could the United States Army put out an ad like that? Well, Obama filled up the government with America-hating communists, and that's how they run everything now. And it applies to federal law enforcement. I hear from these FBI guys, not just the brave whistleblowers like Steve Friend and Kyle Serafin and, and, and so many of the others. Uh, I hear from these guys who are currently in the FBI. And the guys, most of them are retiring. They're very, very frustrated. They email me. They're so frustrated and angry because their leadership is pushing them out. They're not welcome anymore. And lots of these guys still tell me, Jesse, I've never said a political word, but what it is is the, the leadership of the FBI, they flat out tell these guys, hey, we're going to hunt down January 6th protesters. Forget about those child predators. You get with the programmer, you get out. They don't feel welcome. They're made to feel unwelcome. It all comes down from the leadership. That's how it happens. All right. Why do people conquer Genghis Khan, Vladimir Putin? Why do you invade another country? Let's talk about that. Now, before we do, let's talk about something that's a lot more important than conquest, nations, subjugation of people. Let's, let's talk about something way more important than that. Your sheets. Listen, you don't have to live your life with these sorry sheets. You don't have flannel sheets from my pillow, do you? You have normal person sheets. Chris, you don't have your flannel sheets or my pillow. See, Chris is, Chris is behind just like you're behind. It's not just you. I want you to know, Chris, this is for you. They're 50% off right now at my pillow. 50% off right now. It's their brand new flannel sheets. My pillow 2.0s are 50% off. Mattresses, mattress toppers. My gosh, get on that while you're getting free shipping. But now is the time. Go to MyPillow.com. Everything's on sale. It's their big blowout New Year's sale. This is the most important thing you will ever buy because it's your night's sleep. You spend a third of your night in, night in bed. A third of your life in bed is how that goes. Stop cheating yourself. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544. The Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Uh, it has been brought up to me that we haven't taken any phone calls at all this week. Uh, there aren't going to be any phone calls tonight either. I've tell, uh, I'm going to try to carve out some time next week and take some calls. All right. We just don't do a, a very call heavy show. Anyway, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Let's get back to it. Jesse, what is it in human nature? That a single man like Vladimir Putin can, on his own whim, invade another country and cause such destruction and death. I listen to your show every night. I'm so glad you're calling out the communists. Our country's in deep trouble. Okay, let's talk about this. What is it about men who, that, that makes them want to conquer? Because I've thought about this before, too. Think about the conquerors of old, whether you like them, whether you hate them. Napoleon, why gather up this huge army and invade and start conquest? Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, and, and bad ones you hate too. Remember the evil conquerors, Hitler. Hitler was a conqueror. He just doesn't get a lot of, uh, of credit as a conqueror because it all went by so quickly. But he was conquering nations, subjugating nations, invading, attacking. Stalin did it to Poland. Evil ones, ones you love, ones you hate. What is it about conquest? Well, first and foremost, that's a very good point, Chris. That's actually where I was going first. Chris said legacy. Uh, I am not going to act like I'm an 80-year-old man about to, kick, uh, about to kick off here. I'm not going to act like that. However, I'm not 22 anymore. I am 42. And I'll tell you this. As you start to get older... You do, from time to time, think about what you're going to leave behind. I'll tell you, you know what? Here's a great example of this. Here's a great example. You ever see the movie Troy? Uh, it's not for kids. Not for kids, please. There's uh, some scenes in there that are not okay for children. But Troy is a movie about the famous, I don't know whether we're going to call it a myth, story, whatever. We'll call it a story of Troy, the Siege of Troy ancient city we're talking thousands of years before Chris's people killed Jesus and the the Greeks were united and they went and attacked the city of Troy whatever Achilles is part of the movie he's a huge part of the movie it's played by Brad Pitt it's a good movie and he's always talking in the movie about remembering his name being remembered he's going to fight some big guy at the very beginning of the movie some huge scary guy and some kids handing him his sword and he says Achilles Achilles I, I can't believe you're fighting this guy I'd never want to fight a guy like that and he looks at the kid it was very harsh but it was a great scene in the movie he said that's why nobody will remember your name now I always to be honest when I first saw that movie I think I was in my 20s I first saw that movie I didn't really get that line at all Nobody will remember your name. It seems kind of a weird... He brings it up several times in the movie. Your name will be remembered. And I just kind of always dismissed it. I never really got it. Now that I'm 42, I'll be honest with you. I understand it more. Am I going to be remembered? How long will I be remembered? And I'm not talking about any of this radio stuff or author stuff. I'm not worried about that. I don't, I don't need that. Will my sons talk about me? Will their children after them? Will I live to see my grandkids if they have them? Will they talk about me? And here's the thing. 
it's fair to say, I think it's very fair to say that their children after them, so my great-great-grandkids who don't exist yet, they won't talk about me. They will never know me. If, if I get a chance to meet them, they'll be very young. They'll never know me. They're not going to have a memory with me. I will be nobody to them. Somebody in their history, in their family tree. I'm not, I'm not dogging on them, but will I be remembered? Men, especially men who, all men want to be remembered in some way. All men want to be remembered in some way. Now, let's take that. That's, a bit, that's me. I'm not, a, I'm not in charge of a nation or anything like that. I'm not Genghis Khan or anything like that. Now, hand me an army. Think about this. Think about, think about this. Hand me an army. Here's an army, a powerful one. An army that can go take over things from people. You can take things. How tempted would you be to use that army? It, it is the nature of man to use power when you have power. And if you're being honest with yourself, you do this in your own life, even if it's just in small ways. And I'm not saying you do evil things. Again, the use of power is not always bad, but it is the nature of man to use power. If I handed you a hammer right now and I said, walk around for an hour with this hammer in your hands, that's all. You have, to have, you have a hammer in your hands for an hour. Guaranteed, I, I would bet my mortgage on it, you will end up hitting something with that hammer over the course of the next hour. Even if it's just the palm of your hand, maybe you'll find a nail that's loose somewhere. Maybe you'll find uh, maybe something you can destroy with it. You're holding it in your hands. It's power. You can do something with it. You want to do something with it. Okay, let me hand you an army. And now let me take away a moral compass. Or what if I handed you an army? And you had a sense of entitlement about something, or you felt like you'd been robbed of something. Look, we, we brought up Hitler. Let's remember a lot of his early war stuff. It was it was a bunch of grievances from World War One. Part of the reason Hitler wanted to invade France was at the end of World War One, France had been given Alsace and Lorraine. France had been given parts of the country that Germany felt were belonged to them. Okay, so my neighbor right there, he just took my stuff, and now I have an army, and I can go take my stuff back? I think I'll go take my stuff back. That is the nature of man, and you can't change it. Man is this way now. He has always been this way. He will always be this way. That's why men conquer. That's why men invade. That's why men, honestly, it's why men go explore. A lot of it comes back to legacy, too. A lot of it. All right. That was a lot. We still have an hour left. Someone's worried that something major is going to happen. Someone's mad about how I pronounce some words. We're going to talk about somebody is angry with the Latino community, which is kind of something odd to be angry with. What questions do you ask your sheriff? So much more to come in the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.